This is Living with Miles. I'm Miles. Morning. <laughs> I got nothing. Look, if it's not going to work, I'm not going to use it. That's just right off the table right now. This is people's work lives, man. It's, it's the stuff that matters. Where did that come from? I am way on board. If you can inspire pride in other people, they'll follow you. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the new week. You know, there's something about that intro. I really like it. It just it brings a smile to my face every time I'm getting started. So anyway, uh, this week, you know, last week was a really rough week for me. I had I, I have chronic insomnia from time to time. Well, I guess that doesn't work because you say it that way. I have insomnia fits every now and then, and I have a lot of them figured out. But it last week was really rough. And so I had to give some, I did some research on my diet to find out if my diet was affecting my, my sleep patterns and, and when I was eating and what I was eating and how these things kind of affect health. And I, I had to make some new rules for myself. And in making those new rules, I was trying to find a way, because I, 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 I don't like making rules for myself, of course. I, I dislike having to live by these strict things. I prefer to transfer to transform the idea into one of a of a new way of living, a new positive forward-looking thing, a new way to, to aspire to something. And I was trying to figure out, you know, I've, I've got this tool that I'm using, which is which is counting up my successes, and that that's a that's a good tool that's working well for me with my poker chips, and I've talked about that before, and. That's going really well in, in areas where I can see where I'm actually putting my time and I can celebrate the successes while I don't denigrate too much the, the the disadvantages. But now I've got this thing where I need to set some rules. And one of the rules I need to set is I need to not drink coffee after 3 p.m. Now, for me, this is actually somewhat of a challenge. I'm a big coffee drinker. I love coffee. And being that I've given up all other forms of sugar intake through drinking my calories... I have, you know, coffee, black coffee is kind of my, my last go-to of, of one of those, those vital sources of, of life. And when I was in the office, coffee was necess- was a necessity. It absolutely was. So here I have this situation where I use coffee as a way of taking a break, a way of getting up and away from the desk, a way of, of going and, and, and maybe interacting with other people. And having coffee after 3 p.m., is actually one of those trigger factors that since I, I try to go to bed around 9 p.m., there's a there's a six-hour, basically the rule is don't have coffee six hours before bed. And this is a, this is basically, it's not just coffee, it's any caffeine, but since I don't have any other caffeine intake me- methods, I don't have any other sources of caffeine, I've got this thing going on where I'm like, what the, what, how do I frame this? in a way that makes it a positive, that makes it encouraging. And I'm, it became a larger question than just this issue of coffee, but I have a number of other rules that I'm starting to need to live by in order to make sure that the kind of life that I want, the kind of results that I want end up happening, but they're, but they're, they resist. I have, I have internal resisting to them. I have internal desires to say, hey, you know, you can have that. You can, you can break the rule this one time. So how do I go about getting this, coming up with some kind of framework that allows me to think about it in a different way? It allows me to sidestep the perspective, just, just you know, two steps to the left, look at it in a different light and see what I can have. And I came up with one. 
And actually, it's from it's it's from my youth. Now, I, I have a very misspent, dorky youth where I was very big into role-playing games. And of course, in the 80s, the biggest role-playing game of all was Dungeons & Dragons. In 1985, Gary Gygax came out with a book called The Oriental Adventures. And it was basically a set of Japanese and Chinese-inspired, uh, mostly Japanese-inspired uh, fantasy character types. And there was one in there in the original first version, the, 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 the initial version back in 1985, that had this wonderful thing, and it was called the Wu Jen. Now, the Wu Jen is a magic-wielding guy. If you think about Conan the Barbarian, the crazy, the crazy wizard in Conan the Barbarian, he would probably be qualified as a really great Wu Jen kind of character. Now, they had an interesting story type uh, arrangement in that, in that character, and this is why it came to mind where the character got his magical power by trading off various things. Like, he could never cut his hair, and as long as he never cut his hair, he could keep his power. You know, the, the Samson thing. Or maybe he had to eat dinner always facing north. Or he had to do, you know, the, the, the Wujin character would basically trade off these agreements with magical powers or spiritual powers. And would say, I, I promise to do this, and this is the way I will live my life now. I'll live my life by this new additional constraint, this new rule. And in return, I will get the power that you are promising me. And it's this exchange of a trade between a, a giving up of something or a following of a rule of something in order, in exchange to get an active power to get some kind of benefit or to have some kind of level up, some kind of, of increase of capability. And so long as the Wujin ended up maintaining their word, as long as they stayed true to their oath and as long as they, were, they showed integrity in what they were doing, then they would receive the benefit of the new, the new power and the new ability. And so this, this teased out a new way of thinking things for me. This this gave it a a new way of of perceiving the 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 trade-off that can come from having to give things up or having to to follow rules or having to live a certain way. If you follow this rule, you will get this you will have this power which is yours to have. It's not like you're it's not like you don't already have it. This is a this is a power, this is an influence, this is a capability you already have. But in order to unlock it, in order to to free it from its cons, from its constraints, you have to follow these rules. You have to follow these these ritual rules and the, and one of these rules is I have the power of peaceful sleep. I do. Now to me, being a guy who's never slept well, this is a this is actually a, a significant thing for me. Now it's it's benefited me. I mean, I, I when I'm not sleeping, I'm usually working. But but you can only do that so long, and I'm not necessarily sure it's healthy, and it certainly isn't pleasant. But if I can find the secret pattern that unlocks my ability to sleep predictably, reliably, and regularly, then this is going to be this amazing ability for me it, it it really is quite a it would be quite a quite a wonderful boon to have and so now I'm looking into sleep pattern stuff and what kind of things do I need to do what kind of foods can I eat before bed what kind of foods should I not eat before bed 
you know, I, I have to admit, I have to admit that one of the hardest ones that's going to be there for me is alcohol. I enjoy drinking socially and I enjoy drinking socially with my friends more than once a week. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm a lush or that I go and I, I hang out at the bar all the time, but usually once or twice a week I get together with friends and we're usually drinking and I'll have two or three whiskeys or I'll have a, a couple of drinks or something. I don't usually drink a lot of beer, so I don't have that worry. But I, when it comes to if I'm having a nice evening and I want to, you know, I, I'm dressed up nice, I might have a nice martini. If uh, if I'm out with friends, I might do, I, we do a, a, an Irish whiskey Wednesday thing and, and it, it works out really well. And I enjoy these things. So these are, these are, that's going to be a problem because actually alcohol is one of those things where that's going to be one of those trade-offs. That's going to be one of those, those, that's going to be a, a, a real difficult exchange. And look at, I'm not looking at it as a sacrifice anymore. I'm looking at it as an exchange. And that's the language I'm trying to cultivate in my own thinking on this. I am exchanging one thing for another. I am exchanging one activity for another. I am exchanging my enjoyment of my my social my socializing with alcohol and having that involved and enjoying the whiskey and enjoying my martinis and enjoying these things. And I'm exchanging that for good sleep. And that's really it, it's it I hate that that's the exchange. And in fact, it, that exchange also works out to be very detrimental because it also uh, I exchange that for good diet because my discipline when I'm when I have a little bit of alcohol in me just tanks. And so I can't do this very often. I can't do this regularly. I need to I need to keep this contained. I need to keep this in a place where all of these things are trade-offs. Everything that I do is a trade-off for something else. Every hour I spend in the gym is an hour I'm not doing something else. So now I have this exchange system going on and I'm not sacrificing anything. I'm choosing to pursue various outcomes and I'm taking ownership and responsibility for those outcomes. I'm taking ownership of it. And if I can live a life of internal integrity, if I can live a life where I will follow my own rules and I will set these rules, I, now, keeping in mind, I have to test the rule and validate that the rule actually matters and that it actually works the way that it's supposed to. I can't just make some arbitrary rule and say, okay, this is the way I'm going to live my life from now on because that's the way it is. No, I test these things. And the the dropping off, I mean, all last week, I, I, test, I, I, tr I struggled with a number of things. And I'm testing the caffeine thing this week. So we're going to see how that goes. We're going to see how that impacts things. But so test and validate that it's true and legitimate. Make sure that it's right. But I think that there's this language. This language is going to be better because the language of condemnation and the language of, of restriction and restraint is just a punishing language. It's just a way that we punish ourselves inside. And we scold ourselves for not obeying rules or for not doing what's best or for not taking care of ourselves. And that really isn't helpful to anyone. I mean, there may be some people that find that motivating and that that's the way that they do that. But I think in the long term, that kind of guilt paradigm, I don't see it as being something that can carry you beyond minimums. You know, guilt paradigm means do what, do what you need to do in order to not feel guilty. That's a minimum measure. 
But in this case, where I'm looking at exchanges, where I'm looking at, I'm choosing A so that I can have B. And I'm choosing to do A instead of C because, well, I want B instead of whatever C gives me. You know, it's these kinds of things. This is, this is an exchange paradigm. And in an exchange paradigm, I can move to increase. I can go beyond bare minimums. I can go beyond minimal expectations. I can actually set up and cultivate and grow with these tools. I can grow a life that's meaningful and that that is chosen, that is my chosen path, that is the path that, that I can take ownership with. And all I have to do is have some personal integrity with myself. I don't even need to have integrity with others, although that, that's a totally different conversation. This, I just need to have internal integrity. And as long as I maintain my, my path to myself and I stay on it, and I stay dedicated to myself and to the exchanges that I'm after, I will end up with the results that come from those reactions. And it doesn't matter what those are. It doesn't matter what those, those rituals are. It doesn't matter what those choices are. Everything you do, including nothing, is a choice. And so you're making choices anyway. So this is just that, uh, yet again, another way to take active control over that choice, to be actively engaged in that choice, and to make it a positive thing to make a choice. I, I, I struggled for a long time with trying to find a way to make choices positive because all, all choices were just limits and constraints. And this isn't that. that. I'm looking for a way to be that Wu Jen, to be the one who exchanges certain choices, certain constraints on his life, because in exchange for those, he gets superpowers. And if that superpower is regular, consistent, and peaceful and restful sleep, that's a hell of a superpower for me. I'll I'll take it. There are other superpowers, you know, this is that that, you know, going to the gym regularly. You want a body that looks a certain way? Hey, that's a choice. It's within you already. All of this stuff is within you already. It's a question of will you make the choices and will you commit with integrity to yourself to those options in order to make it so that you can so that you can unlock that thing that you want for yourself. It's an unlocking. It's not getting something new. It's taking advantage and building that thing that you already have. And I think this is really good and really exciting. So I'm going to go with this. And now I'm running out of time. So guys, join me on Facebook. Get on the iTunes. Subscribe to iTunes. And have a great time. This is Living with Miles. Talk to you next time. <laughs>